Bless the name of Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers in the house. Hallelujah. Come on, who knows they have a reason to dance this morning? Who knows they have a reason? Just by standing up, you have a reason to dance. You may have a little pain in your shoulder. You may have a little pain in your knees. But oh man, there's somebody who wished they could feel a little pain today. I heard a young man sing, God, I thank you for sunshine. I thank you for rain. I thank you for joy. And I thank you for pain. We don't want to wait until the joy comes. We don't want to wait until we're pain free. We got to praise him through the pain. Praise him. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. We got a reason to dance. We got a reason to shout. We got a reason to give him glory. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Come on, he became sin. He became sin. The one that knew no sin became sin to give us life. And that is another reason to shout. His love for us is another reason to shout. There is no love like the love of Jesus. And because of that, we got a reason to dance this morning. We got the aisle. We got the front. Whatever you need to do this morning, you can do that. Because God, he accepts the praise and the worship of his people. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him today. Let's praise him today. Lift him up with a voice. With the voice of praise, we honor you, Lord. With the voice of praise, we glorify you, Jesus. Because I've got a reason. Somebody put your hands together in this place this morning. We bless your name, Jesus.
many grateful people in the mo- and in the building to move this morning. Why don't you lift up your hands? Why don't you clap your hands this morning? We thank you, Lord, for getting up in victory, Jesus. And we sing hallelujah. He is alive. He is alive. Hallelujah. He is alive. He is alive. Hallelujah. He is alive. Hallelujah.
to take this time out to greet each and every one of you this morning. All our guests, all our members, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Our online, uh, our online members, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just want to wish all of you ladies happy Mother's Day. Amen. 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 Is there any prayer request in the house this morning? Anyone that has a special prayer request, just raise your hand. We are going to pray. God knows exactly what your request is. So we are going to pray. What a wonderful God we have. He knows it before we even ask. Amen. We have a request here um, for Jennifer 
Uguchi. She's in London and she has an intestine problem. So we, we're going to pray for her. And then we go on and pray for um, everyone else. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we stand in the gap for Jennifer this morning. Lord Jesus, we know that prayer works. We know that you are the great I am. You can be anything you want to be. This morning, you are our Savior. We ask, oh God, that you would touch Jennifer all the way in London, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I pray that your healing virtue would go out and touch her, Lord, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Lord Jesus, we pray, oh God, for revival. We pray for strength in her body. We pray, oh God, that you would make her whole. And I pray for the family, Lord Jesus, that you will comfort them also, knowing, oh God, that she is in your hand and you have the final say. Lord Jesus, touch her this morning as we call upon you. Lord, all the other prayer requests, oh God, we pray this morning that you would touch each and every individual here or wherever they are, Lord. You are a great God. You know exactly what it is that they are praying about, oh God. I pray that you would touch their body and heal them. I pray for salvation for them and I pray for comfort in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, this morning, oh God, I pray, Lord, that you will be in the midst of this service. I pray that someone this morning will hear your word and Lord Jesus will be pricked in their hearts and they will say, men and brethren, how can we be saved, Lord Jesus? I pray, oh God, for one more baptism this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that the soul will be one this morning to the, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, touch our musicians this morning, our praise singers. Lord Jesus, stir up our congregation, Lord, that when the word comes forward, O oh God, it will fill them, Lord Jesus, and they will hide the word of God in their heart so they will not sin against you. Lord, this morning we pray for the man of God who you have called to minister to us, O oh God. Continue to lift him up. Continue to strengthen him, O oh God. Lord Jesus, open his remembrance, O oh God, so that whatever you have spoken to him, he will bring it forward to us exactly how you gave it to him, Lord Jesus. And I pray, O oh God, that you bless the congregation with your word this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands.
worship in this place this morning amen amen before before you see that this morning amen there's some people that are still worshiping the lord but for those of you that are not i'm gonna ask you if you could step out of your seat just for the next one or two minutes just to greet someone this morning just to welcome them and say good to see you in the house of the lord this morning so for the next one or two minutes if you can just step out of your seat wherever you are just greet someone this morning just welcome someone in the house of God this morning. Just let them know so good to see them this morning. For oh, God is great. He do miracles so great. There is none like him. There is none to compare. Hallelujah. He's the first and he's the last. Hallelujah. He's God and God alone. He's the one that we worship and adore this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise your name, Jesus. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. As you make your way back to your seat this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being responsive this morning hallelujah as you're working your way back to your seat this morning amen so glad to have everyone in the house of the lord this morning amen we want to extend our warm welcome and greetings to everyone in the mighty name of jesus so glad to have everyone in the house of god this morning amen our online congregation we welcome you this morning we pray that whatever you are doing this morning you can just put it aside just for a few seconds and just move around wherever you are, whatever you're doing. 
And just let the Lord have His way in your home this morning. Hallelujah. And for all of us that are here this morning in the congregation, worshiping the Lord this morning. Amen. We want the Lord to have His way in our midst this morning. Because our God is great and is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Let's just praise Him this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 You may be seated if you can. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated if you can. Amen. We want to take this time to recognize our guests that are here this morning. So for all our guests that are here this morning, for the first, second, or third time, we're going to invite you if you could stand so that we can recognize you. All our guests that is here this morning for the first, second, or third time. Amen. We thank you for being here this morning. Hallelujah. We want to welcome you this morning. Amen. Whatever we can do to help you walk with the Lord. Amen. Don't hesitate to let us know. You can look around. You see a few of the ministers moving around. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Feel free if you have any questions or any concerns. Amen. Feel free to talk to one of us. Amen. So we want to take this time to welcome you. So glad that you came to worship with the Lord this morning. We pray that before the service is concluded this morning, the Lord will bless you this morning in whatever way, shape, form this morning. Amen. Praise God. And as we're getting ready for our offering this morning, we're going to invite you one more time to stand with us as we get ready for our offering this morning. Amen. We're going to ask you to stand with us this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to get ready to receive our offering this morning. We're going to ask all our ushers to work their way down. Amen. If you need an envelope, just wave your hand. The ushers will be glad to provide you with an envelope this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't forget, if you're paying electronically, uh, it's in our back by the sound booth. We have two devices that are set up back there for electronic payment. Amen. If you're paying electronically, you can, uh, after you come out of your seat, exit, you can go to the back and uh, uh, make your way and pay electronic payment. So I'm going to invite everyone, if you can stand at this moment, we're going to pray. And ask the Lord to bless us this morning. If you're able to stand, amen. We're going to invite you one more time to stand as we continue to move on with the service. Father God, we love you. We honor you, Lord God, in this place, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence that we feel in this place, oh God. Lord God, truly nothing good that we have done, oh God. Oh God, but you are great and you're greatly to be praised. You deserve all the glory and all the honor this morning. Father God, as we worship you continually, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that you move upon us, Lord God, as we're about to receive this morning's offering. We ask you, bless it upon every giver. Oh God, those who have to give, those who have not likewise make a way that they too can receive your blessing, oh God. We worship you, Lord God. We glorify your name. We praise your name this morning. Have your way among us this morning as we continue to praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, follow the instruction, amen, of our ushers, amen, our ushers will direct you row by row, amen, give your tithes and offering unto the Lord, in Jesus' name.
Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. Hallelujah. If we can stand to our feet one last time.
Come on and give the Lord some praise in this house. If you're happy to be in the house of the Lord, why don't you clap your hands? If God has been good to you, why don't you lift your voice and say, Lord, I thank you this morning. You're so wonderful. You're so awesome. You're so kind. You're better to me than I am to myself. I will praise you. I will bless your name. Oh, God, I thank you today for waking me up one more day and for allowing me the privilege to be in your house. Come on, give him some praise. tell you. Do you know preachers like to help people? Preachers really like to help people. Good preachers anyway. Good preachers love to help people. And so I love to help you. Can I tell you this? You ever been to a party before? Secular party? where people are having a good time. You ever notice the people that are drinking and dancing have a better time than the people that are just sitting and looking? And oftentimes we come to church and we let people drink of the Spirit and dance in the presence of the Lord and we just look and we don't have a good time and the ones that were dancing and that were drinking, they had a great time they had a ball here is why I'm telling you that church is what you make of it just like the parties that some of you still go to but many of us don't go to anymore. Just like those parties, the party was what you made of it. If you went to sit and watch, that's all you got. But if you got involved, you left out of there sweating like, girl, we had some time in there. And so there's always a buildup when I'm talking to you. Bring out the music just a tad bit. So I've noticed over the years that Mother's Day service, the attendance have come down. And I realize why the attendance have come down. The attendance have come down because mothers are always busy serving, taking care, doing. And whatever their experience is in church, they don't feel like they had a good time. So mothers are taking off Mother's Day from church and every place else to go sit on the beach. To go do something that they like because in their mind, I need to do something that I enjoy. But what you heard what I just said. In their mind, I need to do something that I enjoy Apparently, they're not enjoying church. Because if you were enjoying church, this is where you would come on Mother's Day. 
And so to all the mothers in the house of the Lord today, I say to you, Happy Mother's Day. We could not be here if it wasn't for you. Happy Mother's Day to every one of you that are mothers in the house of God. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we want you to have a good time today. As a matter of fact, we have gifts for all the mothers before they leave here today. Because we're going to do everything we can in this church to make you enjoy this day. We don't want you to feel like you did, did no work. We don't want you to feel like you got to serve nobody. We want you to know we appreciate you. So if you're a mother here today and you need something, just call one of these men and say, get that for me. The men are here. They didn't know this, but the men are here today to make sure your day is easier while you're here at Christ Center Church. So whatever you need, don't feel shy. Don't feel like you're being disrespectful. Just say, hey, excuse me. Can you bring that to me? And the brother will get it for you. Now, only if you are a mother, sister. Don't cheat the system. We welcome all of you. Those of you that are online, live streaming, happy Mother's Day. Those of you that are here today, we welcome all of you to Christ Center Church. We want God to have his way in your life and to bless you today. And I pray before we leave here, he will be able to do that. We have a couple people today that we want to present their baptism certificate to them. They were baptized last week in Jesus' name. Mariah Bush, I want you to come, Mariah. Hallelujah. Mariah has been coming to this church for a good little while. And she decided to give her life to the Lord. You take that, you turn around, don't move. Hallelujah. No, where's Joshua? I don't think I saw Joshua today. No Joshua? Okay, we'll keep Joshua's certificate and we'll keep um, little Nasir's certificate. Take a picture with me and Mariah. Hallelujah. God bless you, Mariah. God loves you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I pray before this day is out, God will speak to your heart and speak to your mind and show you great things. As I go into the Word of God today, I'm going to ask you to pray with me for a little bit. Very good friend of mine, very good friend of mine. We go way back. I, I have a, just a handful of people that on Mother's Day, I don't see them often, so got to preface that this. I don't see them often, and so because I don't see them often, but I was very close with them. I worked with them for many years. I don't see them many uh, often as I used to. I will send out texts to them on Mother's Day, say Happy Mother's Day. And one of the person I sent the Happy Mother's Day out to text back and said, this Mother's Day is a little different for me, uh, Wayne. I said, what's up? She said she's been diagnosed with breast cancer, and um, she have to have surgery tomorrow. Gave her a little bit of hard time because her and I were tight. And I wish she would have told me ahead of time. Everything else um, spiritually related and some personal, she would share with me. And she didn't share that with me. And so I gave her a little hard time. But I want you to pray with me for Jessica. And pray that God will touch her body. That God will heal her body. And while we're praying for Jessica, I want you to pray with me for 
anybody, mothers especially, that you know is sick in the body, battling sickness, sicknesses, it can depress you. Sickness can just cause you to feel helpless and it gets you down so often because you want to feel normal and you can't. But we serve a God that's a healer and he can heal any situation. And so let's pray for those that we know are sick in the body, that God will touch them and by his stripe they will be healed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I call out to you, Jessica Bedoya, that you will touch her in only the way that you can. And that by your stripe, Lord God, she will be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, if you choose to use surgery and the doctors to heal her, then let your will be done. But Lord, if you choose to do something miraculous by your healing touch, will you do so? For God, what she needs is a miracle from you. What she needs is healing to flow into her body, Lord. And I pray for healing virtue to flow. I pray the power of God will overshadow her. Lord, for every mother that, oh God, that is sick that we know, we pray this morning that you will heal them and that you will let them know it's going to be all right. And that you will comfort them. And that, Lord, by your strife, they will be healed and whole. That they will know that you're right there with them, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you for healing. We thank you for deliverance. Oh, God, we pray that you will continue to bless our church service. That we will leave this place today different than how we came in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 4... Verse number one, the word of the Lord says, Now there cried a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons, to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thine handmaid had not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So when she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go. Go. 
sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. For a few moments on this Mother's Day, I want to talk to you on this topic. Keep the oil flowing. Keep the oil flowing. You may be seated. According to Hebrew law at that time, a creditor could take the debtor and his children as servants if he could not pay the debt. But the creditor was not to treat them like slaves. Can I pause just to make mention to you this morning, the devil, Satan, will insert himself in your life as a creditor and treat you and your family as debtors and slaves to him, if you let him. It was already heartbreaking for this woman to lose her husband to death and now her two sons to servitude, but God, who is merciful and gracious, he would be the one who determined this widow outcome. He is the one who would have the final say in this widow's situation. I want to tell you this morning, this Bible is real. This Bible is true. If you will do what this Bible says, you will see the result that this Bible says you will have. God is not a man that he can lie, neither the son of man that he can repent. If he says it, then so shall it be. And I'm telling you this morning, just like that widow, God can have the final say in your situation. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what the situation may be in your life. I'm here to tell you, if you let him, God can have the final say in your life. This mother decided she wanted the Lord to have the final say regarding her situation. So she went to see a man of God. Don't let anybody talk about a man of God around you. Don't let anybody bring down a man of God around you. I don't care how much they know. I don't care what they think about the man of God. If God calls him a man of God, then that's all that matters. Jonah was called a prophet of God, and when God called him to preach the word of God, he ran. When God calls a man or a woman, that's his calling and not your calling. And so it doesn't matter what you think about that man or that woman. If God says that's a man of God or a woman of God, then that's what stands. It doesn't mean that that, that that man of God and that woman of God is perfect. It just means God still calls them a man of God, a woman of God. And I'm here to tell you, if you receive a prophet as a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. We have cut off our blessings because we are treated a man of God, a woman of God, as some random person like they're nobody really. And I'm telling you, if you will just look at them the way God has said they are, you will reap great blessings from knowing or going to a man or woman of God. 
I'm not telling you that they may not have flaws. I'm not telling you that they're perfect, but what I'm telling you is the more you embrace a man or woman of God and treat them as such, the more you will be blessed. In case you don't understand, God honors his hierarchy and leadership that he puts in place. And so it doesn't matter what we think about his leadership. All that matters is what God thinks about his leadership. <laughs> Can I tell you this morning, you are in the right place for the Lord Jesus to have the final say in your situation. No matter how dire your situation may seem, if you will bring it to Jesus this morning, he have the final say and he will work out your situation. Can you imagine coming to church and having a good time and then God doing something great and wonderful in your life personally? That's what he intends to do. But so often we overlook what God wants to do in our life and we want to focus on what we want. Church, if, if what we want was what it needed to be, many of us wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. I've learned a long time ago, no matter how smart I am, no matter how much I know, I want to do and I want to follow what God says and how God's, God leads me. Because I'm not smart enough. I'm not intelligent enough. The Bible calls the Lord omniscient. You know what that means? He's all-knowing. I'm not all-knowing. We spend a lot of time trying to work out our own situation. When all we have to do is turn it over to Jesus. I mentioned last week, I mentioned that the Lord Jesus desires to have us participate in the supernatural with him. But I think it went over many of you heads. I think you missed it. And so I'll say it again today. Look at me carefully. The Lord Jesus, who is almighty God, manifest in flesh, he desires to share his supernatural power with you. He desires to have you and I participate in the supernatural. That's what he wants. He wants us to connect and participate in his supernatural power. But I don't think we believe it. The Lord often begins with what we already have when he allows us to participate in the supernatural. A lot of times we look at our life, you know, it's interesting how we are going through a situation and we're so distraught, we're so disappointed, and we feel like, man, I have nothing to change my situation. I, I don't possess anything. Most of the times it's financial and we're looking around and we're wondering, how can I ever get out of this situation financially? I don't have it. I don't know where to get it from and I'm stuck. And we're trying to figure out a way. And no matter what situation you are in, no matter what you're going through, the supernatural thing that God will do in your life 
starts with you. Do not let the devil tell you how no good you are. Do not let the devil told you you have been so terrible and you have sinned against God so much that you are useless to God. Because the moment you cry out to God and ask for his help, he's going to start with you, not somebody else. It does not matter how much you feel broken. Doesn't matter if you can't even pray. Doesn't matter if you can't even get the gusto up to read your Bible. The only thing that matters is how sincerely you cry out to Jesus to say, help me. And when you sincerely cry out to Jesus for help, he's going to start the help process with you, not somebody else. Stop looking around to see who you think God's going to send to help you. Start looking inside to see where the Lord wants to start in doing a miracle in your life. The miracle begins with you. It's your miracle and it's going to begin with you. Start looking on the inside, not all around you. Mm-hmm. 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 When you and I have come to our wit's end and think we don't have anything that is usable to God, that's when he steps in and begins to work with you and what you have. God, unfortunately, has to deal with us a certain way. The certain way that he normally deals with us is he lets us just hit rock bottom. I don't like that process, but it's usually the process that works. That's why God used it. And so, he normally just sit back. Because many times you're praying, you're not ready. Many times you're coming to church saying, God, open up the door, you're not ready. Many times you're telling God to help you, you're not ready. You think you're ready because you have deceived your own self. You think you're ready, but God is like, I know you. I know you so well that I knew you before you was born. And so the bottom line is, you might think you're ready, but I know you're not ready. And so God, back up off you. And you're falling apart. Your life is falling apart. Sometimes, you know what's interesting? Sometimes you might want the prophet of God to come tell you something good, and the prophet of God might come to you and says, It ain't over yet. You got a whole lot of things to go through still. You don't want to hear that. But that's good news. Because what it means is God sees where you are and God is watching you go through it because he's waiting for you to get to that place. So now when he extends the help to you, you're ready to receive it. When he extends the help to you, you are now humble. Because a lot of times... The reason why he can't help us is because we are not humble. And anytime he tries to help us without us being humble, it's not going to help us. Hmm. Moses had a rod in his hand, and God used that to accomplish great things. Peter and his partners had a fishing net in their hand, and, and the little lad had a few loaves 
and a few fishes. All the poor widow had was a little oil in a vessel, but little is much when God is in it. Stop thinking you need this big thing to happen because God will start with just a little thing. Little is much when God is in it. Sometimes we come to church and we hear the preacher says, please give today. And we don't understand the world got the stock market. Yes? No? The world's got the stock market and all other kind of stuff to get you to earn money. The banks have their little thing where you can barely earn a half a percent in a year. So the, the world has its money system to get you to earn money. Well, God's system is that you give. You give to the work of the kingdom. That's his system. I don't know how we talk down God's system, but we all in with the world system. We want to meet everybody that's going to tell us what stock to invest in. We want to meet the people that's going to tell us what, 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 what's the right things to do to earn money, to buy real estate and flip it. All those good things are great, but there is no system, financial system, that's better than tithes and offerings. Just watch and see. It's interesting. I learned this not long ago. When we were building out this place, I learned this. Some of the guys that helped us to remodel this place, they own their own business. And they got enough money that they don't even always know what to do with it. Christians, these are. And I found it interesting how givers, they will always give. Because they know how they got what they got and they know how to maintain what they have by giving. And those that don't give, I can probably say this till Jesus come and you just never get on board. I don't know. I just hope one day that it will click to some of us that are not good givers. To say, I got to start giving to the kingdom of God. And you're going to see how God open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you. That you won't have room enough to receive it. You know the reason why God don't give some of us and we need it? We, well, we say we need it. You know why he doesn't give himself some of us? Because he wants you to be saved. If he gives you what you think you want, you will never go to church. If he gives you what you say you want, you will always have something to do. I decided... Watch this. Let you into some scoop. Since we got into this building, we're the landlords. We got to try to do what we need to do to upkeep the place. And obviously, y'all have seen what's going on. We're working on our air condition. The unit is back there. We just got to get it connected. And I, I made up in my mind, I said, we don't have it, so we have to stop spending in this church. Because every time I look around, there's something to do. And I'm not going to allow us, as long as I'm leading us, to get caught up in there's something to do. This is what we got to do. This is what it's all about. And as much as I want to see the yard clean, as much as I want the air conditioning to be flowing, as much as I want to see the bathroom expanding and a lot of things going on here, I said, let's stop. 
we've taken a pause. So whatever you see that need to be done is not done, just say, the church on pause. Because I don't want to get into all of this. All we need to, and before you know it, all we're ever doing is fixing this and upgrading this and doing that. And we're forgetting about, this is why we're here. When we were at the firehouse, we weren't worrying about that. We were just doing the work of God. The prophet instructed her to borrow many pots and pans from her friends and neighbors and to go into her house with her sons and shut the door behind her. Then pour the oil, the olive oil, from her jar into the pots and pans, setting them aside as they are filled. Can you imagine? This is what was going on. You see this oil in this bottle? This is what this is, in case you don't know. This is olive oil in this bottle. Can you imagine I tell you to get a whole bunch of pots and pans and all kind of containers, and I take this thing off, and I just keep pouring. This never go down, and those things keep getting filled. That's what was going on. The little bit of cruise of oil that the lady had, that's all she had, and the prophet said, bring it. Go get pots and pans. Go get every kind of container you can borrow. And I want you to start filling, start pouring. And as you pour, you will see them getting filled. And they will be getting filled while this will not, the level will not go down. The level will stay to where it is and those things will get filled. We keep sleeping on God like he's some crazy okey doke, like he can't do what he says he will do. But I'm telling you this morning, if somebody will trust Jesus, he will fill you up and you won't understand how he did it. I don't need to understand how God does it. Too many of us are trying to figure out the process when God is saying, you don't worry about the process. I am the process. You don't understand me because you don't understand me. I'm too deep for you. I'm too much for you to know all about me. If God can do that, church, what can't he do? He started with the widow woman. He started with what she had, not what somebody else had. The miracle started with her. Yes, he told her to go borrow some stuff, but that's after he started with her. While there were vessels to fill, there was oil sufficient, and it only ceased to flow when there were no more vessels to receive it. My God, my God. God is so awesome that when he makes you a promise, that promise will exceed whatever you can ever even think, whatever you can ever ask. God will exceed all of those promises. And when he promised that woman that she needed to pour and fill up those vessels, the pour, the, 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 the oil just kept flowing. And the only way the oil stopped, the woman could not do anything to stop the flow. She couldn't pray to stop the flow. She couldn't do anything to stop the flow. The only thing that stopped the flow was when she had no more vessels for the oil to be poured in. <laughs> Somebody help me here this morning. 
You want to know why we, you want to know why we talk about the olden days so much for some of you that, that's young? You want to know why you get us every once in a while saying, man, I remember back in the day this and back in the day that. The reason why we keep saying it is because we're, we saw more miracles back in the day than we are saying, seeing today. We saw more miracles back in the day than we're seeing today. <laughs> what you think God is, is a wishy-washy God that he preferred the people back then than he does the people today? Do you think that God wanted to do miracles back then but he don't want to do miracles today? What do we think? Why do you think God not doing the miracles that we expect for him to do today that he did years ago? Well, we got the answer. We just found the answer in the scriptures. Back in the day, the vessels, the people, they were empty vessels. They made themselves available. They emptied themselves of the world. They emptied themselves of all of what was going on. They emptied themselves and say, I'm yours, Lord. I don't want anything in me except for you. And so as empty vessels, God was able to pour out. And as he poured out, they were able to receive. But today, we're not vessels that are ready and empty and want to be filled by the Spirit of God. We are vessels that are full with all the things that we want to be filled with. And God cannot fill us up because we're already filled with our stuff. We're not hungry for miracle signs and wonders. We're not hungry for demonstration of God's power. We're not hungry to see our lives being transformed. We've, all, we've even settled to think that we can't even live a righteous, holy Christian life because the times are different now. You know why we're there? Because we're not vessels that are empty and open and ready to be filled up. By the power of God. By the power of God. By the Spirit of God. We are already filled with what we want. And so we saw so many miracles and demonstration of the power of God years ago because they were hungry. They were open. Ready for God to pour into them. And they said, God, here I am. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. But today, we don't want to get filled up by God. We're not hungry like they used to be hungry back then. We use this, this terminology in the English terminology. We're only peckish today. We're not hungry. If, you, if you're around some English people, or maybe even some foreigners, they'll come around and they'll say, I'm not hungry, I'm just peckish. When you're peckish, you, you choose what you want to eat. When you're hungry, you eat whatever's available. And many of us walking around, we're filled. We're just peckish. We're not hungry. We're not empty. We're not ready for God to pour into us because we're just peckish. 
And that's why we don't come to church. Because in our mind, church ain't doing nothing for me. Can I even step out and say, you're right. Because what you doing for church? I cannot say it enough, church. Christianity is a two-way street. So often because we don't all understand real relationship. Because most of the relationship that we've seen or even participate in, it's one-sided. So we come to God and our relationship with God is one-sided. God, if you don't do this, when what's the sense of me showing up? God, if you don't do that, what's the sense of me clapping? God, if you don't do this, what's the sense? What's the sense? Because you just want God to keep doing, 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 and you are just taking, taking, taking. That's not God's plan for our life. He's trying to help us to understand relationship. And relationship is back and forth. Give and take. Give and take. That's relationship. Relationship is not give, give, give. Relationship is just not take, take, take. We're unbalanced. And we get upset with God because we're just mad. Why isn't God doing this? Let me give you the answer. Ask me why isn't God doing this? Because if he does it, that's all he will ever do in your life. He will do this until you have another need. God, I need this. And he will do that until you have another need. God, I need that. And he will just keep doing it until you have another need. You will never do anything and God will do everything if he operates the way you want him to. Well, let me move to something good for you because that was, y'all didn't like that. But the good news about the word of God is there's some things that is going to, what the old time preachers say, it's going to cut us. But there's some things that's going to heal us. And so the word of God will cut you, but then God will let his word heal you up. He don't leave you cut open. And so before you leave here today, the cut that you just got, it will be healed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Listen to me. We will see miracles, signs, and wonders, demonstration of God's power when we become hungry and we make ourselves empty of the world, empty of entertainment, empty of pride, empty of the things that is weighing us down. If we will make ourselves empty and say, God, I want you more than anything else to fill me up till I overflow. This mother had a great need. She was in debt and was unable to pay it off. Just like every person living in sin is in debt. And the debt is greater than you can ever pay. If you and I or anyone are, li are living in sin, you are in a debt that you can never pay. Can't afford it. There is no one to pay the debt of sin for us among our fellow men. The preacher can't pay the debt for you. Your mother can't pay the debt. She would love to pay the debt because she's your mother, but she can't pay the debt. We must have a redeemer and his name is Jesus.
Jesus Christ. He is the only name given unto heaven among men who has the spiritual wealth and the infinite love to redeem us and to pay off that debt of sin. And so if you're walking around in sin today, you can only be free from that if you go to the one and only that is wealthy enough and spiritually and love you enough to help you with that debt. He's the only one that can handle it. Uh-huh. Nobody else can handle it. What are you going to say to Jesus today who is asking you the question, what should I do for you? Jesus was to ask you today, what shall he do for you? What would you say to him? Will you say to him, oh, I don't need you to do anything right now for me, Lord? Will you say, let me go on a while in my sin? Let me think about it, Lord, a little bit before I tell you what I need. Or will you say, let me wear this handcuff of sin and the habit and drag the ball and chain of sinful appetites for a while longer? What are you saying? Will you tell God, I'm not ready yet. Give me a little while before I tell you what I need you to do, Lord. All of us will say, that's crazy talk. Yet and still in our actions, that's what we're doing, many of us. Can you imagine the poor widow answering Elisha like that? Can you dream of her saying, Elisha, oh, I think I will not have you do anything right now. <laughs> I will go on in my misery and my poverty. Perhaps after they have slaved my sons and starved my sons and starved me because I don't have anything to eat, maybe after that I'll ask you something that you can do for me. She didn't do that. And why are we doing that? Because whenever we hear a message preach about what God can do for us, and we never step up to respond, that's what we're saying. We're giving them all these excuses, all these reasoning, and we don't realize it. Many of us cannot receive the salvation of the Lord because we have not emptied ourselves from unnecessary worldly things and ideas. Mm, you're quiet on me. Our vessels are full of our own self-righteousness. Something that's utterly useless to redeem us from bondage of sin that shuts out the grace of God from our life. But I've got good news, church. I've got good news. All the miracle required was an empty vessel, or should I say empty vessels, and obedience. If you need a miracle in your life today, all that's required is you just come to God, empty yourself of everything that's in you, and just be obedient to what God wants you to do. That's all you need for your miracle. Whatever God tells you to do, whether he tells you uh, orally, verbally, or use his servant to tell you, all you got to do is obey, empty yourself. We're, we're full of ourselves. We got too much going on. 
You are just an empty vessel away from a great miracle in your life. If you will empty yourself of all your frustration, all your doubt, all your bitterness, all of your payback spirit. Some of us have a payback spirit in here. Somebody do something that you find offensive and you got to pay them back some kind of way. You got to stop it. That's not acceptable to God. As a matter of fact, it's a sin. Because God says, I will fight your battles. Why are you fighting your battles? Why are you paying people back for what you think they did to you? And the worst thing about it is, they probably didn't do anything to you. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. And somehow you will let you allow it to, to, to offend you. And you took it personal. They did this. And I got to show them they can't be doing that to me. Ain't nobody going to do that to me. That payback spirit got to go. It's keeping you from God pouring into you more of what he needs to pour into you. That payback spirit is keeping you from God blessing you the way he wants to bless you. That payback spirit is preventing you from experiencing God's power in your life. God don't want to use anybody that's biased. Because when you got to pay somebody back, you can never be a blessing to them. When you have to pay somebody back, you can never be a blessing to them. Because no matter what God tells you that's good, that you need to go do for that person, you got it in your mind so strongly to pay them back, you will never go do something good for them. So God won't even waste his time to speak to you. To go do something nice to them. Because you are a payback artist. We got to get rid of that spirit. We're not serving God the way we need to serve God. If you're serving God for the right reasons, you will not have a payback spirit. I just told you, the Lord says, I will fight your battle. So if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and you did something wrong to me, whether you intended to or you didn't intend to, I'm not even, let, I'm not even thinking about it. Why? Because if you're trying to hurt me, God will take care of you. And I could never pay you back good as God can pay you back. God knows how to hit us where it hurts. We don't know how to hit each other where it hurts. We waste our time trying to pay somebody back. And God is saying, are you kidding me? Let, let me do that. All you're doing is making a mess and mess up your spirit. All you're doing is making a bigger mess that you got to pray about later on. So don't worry about paying anybody back. And when somebody has done something to you, move on and say, God, I put it in your hands and keep loving them and keep on being good to them and keep on treating them right. Don't try to pay them back. You're nullifying your blessings by trying to pay them back. We got to get that payback spirit out of us. We, we, we got to get the, the, the frustrations out of us. Because we're, frustrating, we're frustrated about too many things. And so between frustration and payback, we got to get it together. Those are some of the things that has consumed us and we're not ready to receive the pouring out. Of what God wants to do. Until this efficiency 
of bitterness and payback and all of this stuff until this efficiency of all human resource has been felt and acknowledged. The divine assistance will not be sought and cannot be received. As long as you're walking around wanting to pay people back, as long as you're walking around uh, feeling like, you know, they did you wrong and being frustrated and being bitter, as long as you're walking around like that, you, you will not seek God. You didn't realize that. You will go through the motions, but you won't be seeking God because you know with that attitude, you can't go to God with that. Because what did God say? Before you bring any gift to me, you first have to get yourself right. Because I will not accept a gift from an unrighteous person. That's God. So if you've got a lot of stuff going on with you, before you can do anything good for anybody, you're going to have to come to the altar and get it off of you, get it out of you, and then you can go to God and ask him for something. We want to treat God like no matter what we do, God's going to bless us no matter what. That's not how it works. And the devil will bless you and make you think it's God. Keep the vessel empty and you will keep the oil flowing, which produces blessings, salvation, miracles, provision. As I have said before, our life should be a river, not a reservoir. So many people have made their life a reservoir. When we get stuff, we just storing it up. And we stay to ourselves so we don't have to give nothing to nobody. Reservoir life. When you're living for God, you know just like how God blesses you with it, he'll bless you with it again. You can give it away and not worry about it because it will come back to you tenfold. I got somebody preaching with me this morning. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm getting ready to finish here. The Lord Jesus delights to exceed the requirements of our present need. The Lord Jesus delights to exceed the requirements of our present need. Whatever you need, he will exceed it. If you honestly, sincerely go to God because you have a need, he will exceed that need. He was not content to just give this, this lady, to satisfy this lady, creditor, with just enough. He supplied the lady with enough so she can take care of her creditor and so she can store up a whole lot more of what God has given her. God don't give you just enough. He's more than enough. You know how he worked. The fragments left after the feast when the Lord did the miracle of feeding the 5,000 with the five loaves and the two fishes. The miracle was after everyone had already eaten. There was more, a whole lot more. The Lord don't give you just enough. He gives you more than enough. The Lord Jesus is more than enough for us in every situation. So long as there are vessels to be filled, the miraculous will flow. The miraculous will take place as long as there are vessels that say, God, here I am. Nothing else in the universe had stopped, had restrained the flow of the oil except for when there was no more need for it. And so if you will stand with me, the reason why we are limited in the miracles we see 
is because we have treated God like we don't need it. We're acting like we don't need any miracles. We're acting like we don't need God to do anything. Because when you need God to do something, you show up in a different way. Your attitude is different. There's a different vibe about you when you need God to do something. When we behave as if we don't need the Lord Jesus, he will cease to do anything on our behalf. I'll say that again. When we behave as if we don't need the Lord Jesus, he will cease to do anything on our behalf. I'm good. I'm good. Listen, man. I've passed that place a long time ago to pretend. I guess I'm at the age where I don't have to pretend. Maybe some of you still at the age where you got to pretend. But I'm not at the age where I'm pretending. I'm not pretending about nothing. This is what it is. If you don't like it, my apologies. But I'm not pretending. And I pray you don't pretend. If I pretended, I wouldn't be here today. But I always kept it real with Jesus. Because I realized, he said, ask and it shall be given. I stopped right there and said, so Lord, if I don't ask, if I don't ask, but if I ask, it shall be given. The vessel will fail before the oil will stop. We will fail way before God becomes limited in whatever he has to do. He will never be limited. Check this out. The Holy Spirit is a symbol of the oil. And like the oil in the Old Testament that continues to flow as long as there was an empty, ready vessel for the oil to be poured in, so will the Holy Spirit be poured into you if you empty yourself and get ready by praising the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus will keep the oil flowing if you make room to receive it. This is interesting. That when the Lord referred to the Holy Spirit, he used the word pour out. In Joel chapter 2 verse 28, the scripture says, and it shall come to pass afterwards that, it, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall see dreams, shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see vision. Watch it. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days 
will I pour. Pour out. And so I find it interesting that the Lord is saying the Holy Spirit is something he pours out. The oil was something that was poured out. And so what it comes down to is, is there any ready containers? Because that's all that matters in this hour. Is there any ready containers? Because only the ready containers will receive the outpouring of the oil. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the blessings of God. The outpouring of the miracles of God. Only the vessels that are ready will receive the outpouring. If you want to receive an outpouring, you got to be a ready vessel. If you want to receive what God has for you, you got to be a ready vessel. You cannot allow yourself to just stand there and say, oh, church was okay today. Yes, what did you do? Did you make yourself a ready vessel? Did you open up yourself to God and say, God, I make myself vulnerable to you. Pour into me what you will. We can't be spectators anymore, church. We have to become participators. And we participate when we make ourselves ready for God to pour into us. We make ourselves participators. We receive when we make ourselves ready to receive. This is the container. It ain't ready to receive anything. This container is not ready to receive anything. It's filled and it has a lid on. Many of us are like this here today. We're present. We're present. But we have a lid on and we're filled with all kind of stuff. We're present. But we have a lid on filled with a lot of stuff. And God is calling you today to take the lid off and empty out. Because if you're not emptied out, nothing can fill you up. Are you going to choose to remain filled with the things that are useless to God? Or today you're going to make a decision. Let me take the lid off. Let me take the lid off. And empty out a little bit. I got some more revelation for you. Some of you, you come and empty out to this much. Man, you better watch yourself today. God is doing something here. You empty out yourself this much. And because God is pouring into whatever is available, he's no respect of person. He's pouring into whatever is available. He will pour to fill it up to the rim. The problem is, it's still more of you than more of God. It's more of you than it is more of God. So while it was wonderful that God poured a little something, something into you, while it was a blessing that God poured a little something, something into you, you still got a long ways to go when you get out of here. 
because you're still walking around with more of you than more of God. But if you keep pouring, this is the time where you empty out yourself. How do you empty out yourself? Father, here I am. You know my life. You know I've made myself filled with what I want. You know some, listen to me, some of the stuff that you feel with, it, I, it's not necessarily bad, but it's useless to God. If we're filled up with entertainment, that's useless to God. If we're filled up with gossip, useless to God. If we're filled up with worldliness, useless to God. We're filled up with pride, useless to God. I said this not long ago, and I don't want to say it to you to make any moves. Stay where you are. Don't, you don't have to move. But many of us don't realize when we come to church and we don't get involved, don't get upset with me. Just know I'm telling you the truth and figure out how to make this right. When we don't get involved, it's our pride. So pride don't always show up as you try to make yourself better than people or you looking down on people. Pride also shows up when you're saying, I don't want anybody looking at me. I'm not going to do anything for anybody to look at me. Pride, that's pride. I told you my story a long time ago. When I didn't want anybody to see me cry, I missed out on plenty of blessing from God because I was cool and I didn't want you to see me cry. But the day I said to God, I don't care who see me cry, I just want to make sure I have one of these that when the snot starts coming out my nose, you don't have to look at the snot, I can just do this. But I don't care if you see me cry. I don't care what you think of me. When it comes down to God, if I have to roll on these floors, people used to receive the Holy Ghost and roll on the floor. They call them holy rollers. If I got to roll on these floors, I could care less what you think. Because you can't fill me up with the blessings. You can't fill me up with the Spirit of God. You can't fill me up with what I need. Only Jesus can do it. And whatever it takes, that's what I'm going to do so Jesus can fill me up. None of you at the altar. You can't come. Sorry. Nobody at the altar. I got $20 in my hand. If you would like this $20, you can come get it. No, Sister Heidi, you can't come. No, Jordan, you can't come. I've got $20 in my hand. If you come and get it, you can have it. I want to cry because this is what Jesus is dealing with. Brother Ed, this is what Jesus is dealing with. He's, he's wanting to give us stuff and we won't even come get it. And then we mad at him. He ain't blessed me. I ain't feel no move of the Holy Ghost. I didn't receive my miracle. Well, he's giving it to you. You won't get it. 
If you want this $20, you got to come get it. Wow. Ain't no secret. Ain't no trick. I don't want, I'm, not going, I'm not going back into the corner to say, hey, let me get my 20 back. All right, you come too. I don't have 20 of them. Come on, come on. Right here. I'm right here. Church is just that simple. But we come and we watch each other. And we're not moving because, eh. And the people who got it, she going home with $20 more. I don't care if she had $1,000 in her pocketbook. She got $1,020 now. So she's going home with more than what she came in with. And that's God's plan for you to go home with more than what you came with. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your promises because your promises are yea and amen. Lord, we thank you for continuing to pour out the oil, the Spirit of God. You said you will pour out the Spirit upon all flesh. And oh my God, for those of us that will just empty ourselves and make ourselves ready to receive from you. That, God, you will pour into them. That, God, you will bless them. That, God, they will experience their miracle. That, God, they will experience their salvation. That, God, something will happen where they will never be the same. That they will leave this place today with something from you that they didn't have when they first came in. Oh, God, I pray the strength of the Lord upon this congregation. I pray the Holy Ghost power will strengthen your people. And that, Lord, there will be a work that you will continue to do in us. That you have started doing in us before even now. Bless your people, Lord God. Bless them, Almighty God. Lord, let them see how much you desire to have them participate in the supernatural. Let them see how much you want to bless them, Lord God, where they will respond in faith and obedience. Help them today, Almighty God. Let your will be done in their life today, Almighty God. Oh, Father, we pray your blessings. Fill us up, Lord God. Fill us up, Almighty God. In the name of Jesus, fill us up, Lord. Fill us up, Lord God. Fill us up, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, fill us up, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, fill us up, Lord. Oh, God, if we empty out, will you fill us up, Lord God? We want your spirit to be poured into us. That we will be filled from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, Lord God. Fill us up with your love. Fill us up with your spirit. Fill us up with your blessing. Fill us up, Lord God, with your miracle, with your power. Fill us up, Lord God, so we will walk out of here changed. When we walk out of here different, Lord God, will you fill us up? Will you fill us up, Lord God? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
In the name of Jesus. Oh God, set her free from all the strongholds. Set her free, Lord God, from all that tries to hinder her from being filled up, from being overflowed by your spirit, by your power. Oh God, let the Holy Ghost constrain her. With your power, with your glory, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, fill us up, Lord, fill us up, Lord, fill us up, Lord, fill us up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Fill us up, Lord. Christ-centered church, we want you to know that you are loved and that you're appreciated and that we recognize that without you, there would be no us. But this was God's divine plan 
that all men will be born of woman. And we thank God for you. We want you to have a great day today. We want you to be blessed today. We want you to know that you are appreciated. And so we have some wonderful men that are walking around. They have a gift for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Brother Bradley, keep it moving. We can't stop. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's give the ladies a nice bouquet of flowers. Come on, let's make sure the mothers are getting. Let's get it to the mothers. Let's get it to the mothers. Get it to the mothers. Mothers, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, mothers. All the mothers, come on. I see mothers in the back. I don't know if Sister Sharon Monroe got any. Make sure she get one. Where's Sister Abigail? Sister Abigail, you come up here. Make sure all the mothers stand right here, Sister Abigail. Did all the mothers get flowers? Mothers, we appreciate you. Make sure all the mothers got flowers. Also, mothers, we have some delicious cupcakes over on the side for you. From the House of Cupcakes. You know anything about House of Cupcakes? Good cupcakes. We have cupcakes over here for you, Mother. So we'll have some men over the table. Brother Chuby's raising his hand. That's where the table is. Visit that table and get yourself a nice, delicious cupcake. Yes, no, but I need you to stay right here just for a second. After, after we're done, then you can go. Sister Abigail is getting ready to travel back to San Francisco. She goes to school in Princeton University. She's getting ready to travel. We got to pray for her. We want her to travel safe, and we want her to come back. Sister Thomas is getting ready to travel to Jamaica. We want her to have safe travels, and we want her to come back. Any special prayer for you? We need to pray. What's your name again? Sister Judith. She has pain in her leg. We want God to touch her leg. And we want her to be healed. So will you point your hands toward Sister Abigail, Sister Thomas, and Sister Judith. Healing here, travel mercies there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, by your strife, by the authority of your word, and the power of your name. Sister Judith, receive healing in your leg. Receive healing in your body. I command the pain to loose you right now. And I pray that healing will begin to flow in your body, that you will feel strength, that you will feel wholeness. Uh, uh. You will begin to be able to feel that air in your body moving. The pain is getting ready to go away. And you're getting ready to feel strength. You're getting ready to move around better than you've ever moved. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be made whole by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. I pray travel mercies. I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. That the Lord will keep his hands upon you. And that you will travel safe. That you will make it back safe. 
Let no harm or danger come to them, Lord. But will you shield them? Will you protect them? And will you watch over them? Will you give them favor? And will you bless their goings and their comings, Lord? We thank you for what you're doing in their lives. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's thank the Lord today. I need about ten strong men. Ten strong men to see me after church. Don't leave. Meet me over here by the baptism tent before you leave. Ten strong men. If you're not strong, I understand. <laughs> nurses. Where's the nurses in our congregation? I want all the nurses to stand. Nurses, please stand. Amen. 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 We've got some... Come on, come on nurses. Come on up. Y'all in the background, because y'all always taking care of people. Come here, come here. I just love them. I can't help myself. I love them. I love y'all. I want y'all to know I love y'all. I can't help it. I thank God for all of you. I haven't forgotten. Because I have relatives, some of you standing here, that are nurses. And I remember when COVID hit strong, I, speak, I spoke to family members and other nurses that, are literally, that were literally in tears because of what they were going through, what they saw. And y'all made it through all of that. My heart went out to y'all. I mean, people were losing loved ones, and y'all couldn't do a whole lot about it, and you tried your very best, and it was affecting many of you emotionally. But I thank God for y'all. And I want y'all to know we appreciate y'all and we thank God for what y'all do. We thank you for being a part of this church. And the leader of our nursing team, Sister Sylvia Anderson, we thank God for her. I have cupcakes for y'all nurses. So make sure y'all go to the cupcake table. Then the rest of it I leave to your leader, Sister Sylvia Anderson. I love y'all. Let me pray for y'all. Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to bless and strengthen these nurses. They put their life on the line every day. There's still diseases and sicknesses that they have to be careful of. That it doesn't overtake them. But Lord, you kept them all these years. You've watched over them, Lord. You made sure no sickness and no disease and no ailments was able to destroy them. You kept them, Lord, and you blessed them, Lord. And I thank you for them, Lord. Will you continue, Lord Jesus, to keep them? Continue to bless them. Make your face to shout upon them. Give them health and strength and let their light shine as they serve. In whatever place they work, let their light shine. Use them, oh God, for your glory. We thank you for them and we pray your blessings upon them. Jesus' name. Church, let's thank God for the nurses. For all of our nurses, we thank God for them. Listen, I thank God for all of you. God bless you. If your mother is still living, make sure you go and celebrate her. Make sure you know, let her know how much you love her. And make sure you do something nice with your mother. If you don't have money, just go be with her. There's no present better than just being with someone. Enjoy the rest of your day. May God continue to bless you and keep you. 
I love you. Have a great rest of your day in Jesus' name.